Welcome to Zen Bites, where we blend ancient wisdom and business continuity, empowering mindful entrepreneurs to create a CX-focused Zen lifestyle business. Welcome. Today we're going to talk about ways to declutter your mind. What are some things you can do to declutter your mind when you feel out of sorts? We're going to go over 10 ways to declutter the mind today. Number one is to set priorities. Prioritizing is a great way to proactively take charge of your life. And the first step is to figure out what are the things that matter most to you, to your life aspirations and your long-term goals. So you would prepare a list of your top priorities and make sure that your actions and the decisions you take reflect the priorities that you set. Now the next step is to create an action plan to meet those set goals. And then to work on how you wanna divide your time to focus on each of those items on that list. Now it's important to note that your list of priorities might change as you grow older. And that is totally okay, that's fine as long as you check in with yourself regularly and ensure that those priorities are still serving you. The second is to create a journal. Now, journaling is a great way to relax your mind by analyzing and organizing your thoughts. And researchers believe that there are improvements that are made when you keep in, keep a journal, and these improvements may in turn free up your cognitive resources for other mental activities, including the ability to manage stress more effectively. Writing a daily journal can also help manage anxiety and cope with depression. It's a healthy outlet to release bottled emotions. Now, you don't have to be prolific to write a journal, to write in a journal. Just start writing, even just bullet points. That's fine, as long as you're clearing your mind with it. Number three is learn to let go. Now this is a tough one for a lot of people, a really tough one. But it's important to let go of all the negative thoughts and emotions that make you feel bogged down. Eliminating unnecessary thoughts, fears, and concerns can help you to reduce stress. You can boost your self-esteem and, of course, free up some mental space. So monitor your thoughts regularly and, and try to replace your negative thoughts with positive ones. Number four is avoid multitasking. <laughs> I know. <laughs> We've been told otherwise, but really, though. Really, while there's no harm in occasional multitasking, constantly juggling between tasks really limits your attention span, increases stress, and creates additional clutter by making it difficult for your brain to filter out irrelevant information. And you know, of course, we like our studies here. According to a study by Stanford University, um, 
Heavy multitasking lowers efficiency. It may also impair your cognitive control. Start with what's most important and make your way down the list, completing one task at a time. And number five is something that we often overlook, and that is to breathe. Take a deep breath, pause, exhale slowly and repeat. Now, how does that feel? Feels good, right? Because deep breathing is a simple yet effective technique to clear your mind, induce tranquility, and elevate your mood instantly. It lowers the heart rate and blood pressure and stimulates, and stimulates the parasympathetic nervous system, which helps your body relax. Other than being a stress reliever, breathing exercises also promote concentration and strengthen your immune system. So just breathe. Number six is declutter your workspace. <laughs> okay, so did you know that people with a messy workplace are less efficient and more frustrated than those who have an organized work desk? So you need to declutter your workplace, your workplace ASAP. <laughs> you can start by getting rid of all the non-essential items and assigning a proper place to everything. The best way to keep things organized without feeling overwhelmed or exhausted is to clean up your work desk every day before you leave. Number seven is be decisive. When you constantly put off making decisions, your brain becomes overwhelmed by all the clutter that's created by those pending decisions. So stop procrastinating and make the call. Whether it's about the house you wanna buy or the email you've been waiting for so long that you've been avoiding for so long. For simple decisions, carefully evaluate the pros and cons and don't look back once you made up your mind. For more important decisions, you can try the RAP method, which is a technique that's discussed by the Heath brothers in their book, Decisive, How to Make Better Choices in Life and Work. And the RAP decision, which is spelled W-R-A-P, stands for, the W stands for widening your options. Narrowing frame, narrow framing leads us to overlook options. We need to uncover new options and then, when possible, consider them simultaneously through multi-tracking. Multi Think and, not or. And where can you find new options? Well, find someone who solved your problem. Try laddering. First, look for current bright spots, then best practices, and then analogies from related domains. The R stands for reality test your assumptions. In assessing, in assessing your options, the confirmation bias leads us to collect skewed self-serving information. To combat that bias, we ask disconfirming questions. 
such as, what problems does the iPod have, as an example. We also zoom out, look for, looking for base rates. And then we zoom in, seeking more texture. And whenever possible, we should conduct small experiments to teach us more. I mean, why predict when you can know? The A stands for attain distance before deciding. Short-term emotion tempts us to make choices that are bad in the long term. So to avoid that, we need to attain distance by shifting perspective. What should I tell my best friend to do? Or what would my successor do? That's shifting your perspective. When decisions are agonizing, we need to clarify our core priorities and go on the offensive for them. The P stands for prepare to be wrong. We're overconfident thinking we know how the future will unfold when actually we really don't. We should prepare ourselves for bad outcomes as well as good ones. And what will make us reconsider our decisions. We can set tripwires that snap us to attention at the right moments. And that's the wrap method. Number eight on the list to declutter your mind is share your thoughts. Talking to loved ones about how you feel is a great way to, un to release pent-up emotions. Sharing your thoughts with others can also help you look at things from a fresh perspective, which can help you think clearer and make better decisions. And number nine is Limit the amount of media intake. <laughs> now, the media you consume has a huge impact on your mental health. And we spend hours online. Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Pinterest, etc. This abundance of information can clog your brain, causing stress and anxiety. Limiting the amount of information you consume is necessary to get rid of all that media-related clutter from your mind. You can start by setting a limit on the amount of time you spend on social media. Also, be selective about your media consumption. Avoid negative content. Follow only reliable media outlets for news updates, etc. And organize your email regularly. Now, our last and final tip is take some time to unwind. Last but not least, take a break. Your brain needs to rest and recharge in order to perform smoothly. So switch off your phones and laptops and do something that makes you feel happy, whether it's a long nap or a walk in the park. So tell me, what dust is in your mental closet? Don't you think it's time to identify that junk and get rid of it for good? I want to thank you for joining me today, and I look forward to speaking with you next week. Until then, 
stay clear, focused, and on purpose. Thanks for listening to Zen Bites, where we just blended ancient wisdom and business continuity, empowering you to create a CX-focused Zen lifestyle business. 